Hello and welcome to Filled with His Love. Um, a number of years ago, I saw a study that showed that private religious experience, in quotes, was the strongest determinant of a person's faith. How did they define private religious experience? These were moments that individuals have when they are alone, perhaps while studying the scriptures or when they are in prayer. These are moments when we recognize the hand of God in our lives and feel his love. What the study showed was that attending church meetings, even though we know this is also important, did not have as much impact on a person's testimony as did the spiritual experiences that happen in private. The pandemic affected us in all kinds of ways, and some of them positive and some of them negative. One consequence of the pandemic seems to have been reduced church attendance. In other words, people got very comfortable watching meetings on Zoom and stopped coming, many of them, to church. I noticed that just today in our stake, and it's happened in other stakes before now, but they are saying that it will only be given on Zoom for specially approved people who actually are perhaps bedridden housebound, whatever. So that's changing. And I want to leave that idea for a minute, but I'll come back to it. Worship is such a personal thing. We all worship God in our unique way. But we know that worship is essential. Why is it so important? I believe the way we worship defines who we really are. The way we worship shows how we how how close we are to God, how much we rely on God and look to Him in our everyday lives. When we were developing the Come Follow Me curriculum, we knew that private religious experience is the strongest expression of our faith. So one of the goals with Come Follow Me, of course, was to help increase private scripture study at home. That's where the term home-centered originated. More individual effort to get close to God, less reliance on Sunday church meetings to strengthen our faith. In other words, less reliance on other people, teachers or leaders to strengthen our faith, and more reliance on ourselves to get close to the Lord. In John 4 and 24, we read, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, we know that if we're going to be close to God, we need to understand his nature. We need to know who he is. So, Joseph Smith, in his translation of this verse, made a very small change that actually turns out to be a very big difference in interpretation. So, in John 4 and 26, this is the Joseph Smith translation, For unto such hath God promised his spirit, and they who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. So rather than saying that God is spirit, the Joseph Smith translation version says, for unto such hath God promised his spirit. In other words, when we come to know God, when we come to love him, we naturally worship him because we are filled with his spirit. Okay, I promise I won't do this again, but before doing this podcast, I was waiting for an important telephone call and I thought, well, if I start podcasting, the telephone call will probably come, and it did. So that was that uh, little ringing that you heard. I didn't 
uh, record, of course, the call. But at the end of the call, and this is a person I've only had very brief contact with, um, she said, well, what, I said, I was just podcasting, and she says, what is your podcast about? And I told her, and she says, oh, I'm going to go right to my computer and look it up and watch it. And she's not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ. So that was kind of fun. So now, back to this. So we worship him because we are filled with his spirit. So in French, the word for worship is adore. The word adore is not used very often in English anymore, at least in this sense of the word. But if you look up the word in English, it has two definitions. And the first one is to love, like someone says uh, he adores his mother or whatever. And the other one says to worship or venerate. So that meaning is still there. That's the root meaning of the word. It's this deep love of the Lord that we seek, an enduring attachment, just as the attachment between infant and mother. With this kind of closeness to the Lord, we worship Him all day, every day, wherever we are and whatever we are doing. We can have a private religious experience riding the bus to work just by reflecting on the blessings the Lord has bestowed upon us. Or we can have such an experience while taking the sacraments surrounded by members of our ward or while listening to a talk given in one of the meetings or in a class. This is what Alma taught about true worship. Alma 34, 38, quote, that we contend no more against the Holy Ghost, but that ye receive it and take upon you the name of Christ. That's interesting. He said, you know, contend no more against the Holy Ghost. I don't think we usually feel like we're contending against the Holy Ghost, but I think what he was meaning was <clears throat> that we when we are contending against the Holy Ghost, we're kind of allowing the world to take over every thought and squeeze out the Spirit, leaving really no room for worship, no room for a private religious experience. Then Alma says, quote, "...that ye humble yourselves even to the dust, and worship God in whatsoever place ye may be in, in spirit and in truth." End quote. So he makes it clear that we can worship anywhere at any time. But true worship demands that we first humble ourselves completely. And how do we do that? How do we humble ourselves and allow the Spirit to commune with the Lord, to allow our spirit to commune with the Lord? Alma continues, And that ye live in thanksgiving daily for the many mercies and blessings which he doth bestow upon you. This is so important. The Lord constantly admonishes us to reflect on past blessings. I used to ask missionaries. I just would go up to them and say, hey, tell me something good, elder so-and-so or sister so-and-so. They might respond, do you mean about missionary work or what? I would say, anything. Just tell me something good that has happened in your life. It's a great conversation starter, and it's also therapeutic. When we reflect on past blessings, we remember how good the Lord has been to us. It automatically brings a spirit of worship into our mind. We feel closer to God because of the closeness we have felt in the past, no matter how bad things are going at the present moment. So, I hope you'll take a look at your own worship. Can you reflect on past private religious experiences that help you remember God's presence in your life? 
Can you feel his presence in church meetings as well as in your own private space? Can you help someone else feel his presence? My personal goal is to follow the counsel of Alma. I want to live in thanksgiving daily for the many mercies and blessings the Lord has bestowed upon me. I hope this is helpful and that you'll share it with someone that may need it. And we will see you next time.